Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, there's 20 metres between them. I'm certain that's riveted Andy Bickley, our winner of the 20 of the 2003 World Cup. Uh, Andy, good morning, mate. How did they celebrate your World Cup oh. victory? Oh, long and hard, Paddy. Uh, we went. We went pretty well. Uh, we uh, obviously we spent a lot of time in the dressing room. That was the that's the important ingredient to it. And then I think about about one o'clock or one thirty or something, we moved to another venue for a, a uh, for a, uh, a party on there. So uh, and then we went went for about three or four days. But then a week's time, we had to be in the West Indies. So uh, it sort of got cut short. So uh, we were. Uh, uh, home and then all back off to the West Indies. So uh, it was a quick turnaround. Oh, you went home too. <laughs> so yeah, a couple of days. <laughs> did, did they do anything at home? Was there a was there a parade? No, it was it, it was a really bad timing with the Bali bombing. So uh, uh, any sort of celebrations were all uh, put on the back burner with uh, the Bali bombings going on. So it's always a, a good little reminder for us too, just uh, you know about life and how how. Uh, how precious it can be. So, yeah, we won a World Cup, but there's other stuff that goes on that can, uh, you know, make it a bigger priority. So uh, that was okay. We had a few in the West Indies, a few Caribs in the West Indies while we were there, and we had a little bit of time to celebrate there. Yeah, oh, you got lucky there wasn't much alcohol in the Indies. The, um... <laughs> no, 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 no rum there either. Plus, plus Bick, was, Bick was over it, Paddy. The numbers of times he celebrated in Port Elizabeth <laughs> during the 2003 World Cup. How, did you guys have three games there? That New Zealand, Sri Lanka, uh, and a third one, England. Uh, yeah, we had England. Yes, yeah, yeah, that was the important one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we had three there. We ended up with the semi. That's uh, one of those super sixes there against Sri Lanka. So uh, pretty cool. I did. I did run into a few locals there. Um, <laughs> a few years later, they said they have re- unofficially renamed the Port Elizabeth Oval to Andy Bickle Oval. So, yes. Uh, it's pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> there'd be bars everywhere too. You had the dance happening. You had the, you had the Bundy on the on the top of the head, on the knee. You had a yeah. lot. You had a lot yeah. happening in those oh, days. Definitely. Good yeah. on you, mate. Uh, how, would, how do you feel that the boys would be feeling right now? Oh, unbelievable heels. It's, you know, it's, it, is, it is a special thing and uh, – you know, you can just see the way that uh, the World Cup, you, you sort of, you build build right up, you know, and you don't know how the group's going to gel together. But when you're sitting there at the end and watching watching the way they fielded and they threw themselves absolutely stupid in the field, not only in the semi-final, but in the final as well, they, they just saved runs. They made the they inspired the bowlers to bowl better. And, uh, and you know, then Paddy made some really good decisions with the captaincy. And I thought, uh, you know, it was just a real climax to the whole... The whole World Cup, and uh, 
Yeah, you're so proud. I was so proud just watching them uh, go go through their paces. So uh, look, because they were just brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Well, look. Be honest. After we lost the first two, and then India went on the tear, and we're just untouchable. Uh, did you think we could win it? Well, you know, we had Mr. Fixit there, and I, I speak to Mr. Fixit quite a bit. Um, Manus Lovershay, who's uh, <laughs> who's in and out of the team and not supposed to be in the team, but in the team, and then and then going in there and winning a World Cup. He was playing for Queensland only a few months ago um, <laughs> in our one-day game, so we were just working out what we were going to do, how we struck our batting order, and all of a sudden he was on a plane uh, to South Africa, and uh, you know he's played every game since, and. Uh, yeah, so I was sort of speaking to him and thinking, no, we're going all right, we're going all right. And, uh, you know, I think I think also, Paddy, the fact that it is, India is now our, our backyard. And, um, you know, we've had these boys, you know, Glenn Maxwell, you know, he, he's pretty much grown up in India and playing in those conditions. And uh, so I was still quite confident that we, 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 we could sell out conditions. The only thing I thought we could have had was one more spinner there. But in the end, the, the, the spin of Maxwell and Head and, those guys chipping in here and there was enough, um, which was brilliant. Yeah, and again, well used by Paddy Cummins in the final. They they are they both have a knack of getting a wicket for us. Um, you know, India anywhere around the world has got a lot of support, but that Ahmedabad crowd is a different level. I think we all knew we had to play better to win and that we were capable of winning. But, gee, that's a, a wonderful underdog performance, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And what a great call from Paddy. You know, let's silence the crowd. And, uh, you know, um, it was something that the players were held on to and they actually motivated them. But then in the end, it affected the Indian players because yep. they were so quiet. It was, uh, it was, it was quite mind-numbing in the way it was sort of working because no one was even clapping fours. Now, normally they clap fours any time. You know, they, they just love cricket. But yeah. not in this game. They weren't even clapping a four. There's fours and Jesus going and no one's clapping. It was just a, a real... Sort of bizarre thing, and you'd see the whole 120,000 were just about to, you know, about to start crying. You know, yep. it could have, it could have, it could have flooded in under that. Yeah, they they look like, I mean, players and fans look like they were in a state of shock. And I know there's been criticism of the fans deserting the stadium, and and some of the Indian players not being there from the presentation was made. But they just looked to be in a state of shock, didn't they? Yeah, they were. They were, Patty, and it's uh, you know. It is a religion, you know. I mean, I, I sort of think that people, you know, if you, what are you, what are you passionate about? You know, I'm passionate about fishing. Imagine going out in the, in the bay and there's 800,000 people out there. You know, like it's just crazy. You know, it's just, I, I don't, you know, bloody 800 million people. You know, this fanatical about cricket. So it is, it is bizarre. And uh, you know, they know heels of stats when he's played for Norse. You know, you know that, uh, you know, there's trouble. You know. Um, because he's only played a few games for North, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I might have played more for North than you played for South, mate. Just quietly. I, I, got, I think I played 38 games. I'm for 44. South, I'm 44. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, let's get it back to you, eh? 2003 in South Africa. You silenced the crowds too. You, you know, you got seven for 20 against England. Then you helped Bevo get get enough runs on the board. Then New Zealand, you, you went into bat at seven for 84 and got enough again with Bevo. Then the semi-final against Sri Lanka, you bowled your 10 overs for 18 and uh, picked up a run out off your own bowling. So uh, what, that, that was a, a tremendous back end of the tournament as well, uh, you know, initiated heavily by you and Bevo. Oh, look, there was only, there was a couple, a couple, apart from getting seven wickets, it was pretty cool and a few runs, but, uh, you know, batting at 10 was something that was doing my head in, you know. <laughs> and I, I had to go out and do something pretty special to go up the order and, uh, 
I managed to get up to number number eight. I'm number nine in the end, and, and nearly got to number eight. But uh, <laughs> you know, at the, if you think back into New Zealand, right? So Chris Cairns was uh, was uh, the he was a superstar of of uh, of cricket, and uh, I reckon we spent about an hour and a half on him trying how we were going to get him out. And he, I think I bowled a wide one, and he flashed it, and it went down to third man, and he caught it on the chest. So, <laughs> but you know, you just do stuff like that, and then. Obviously, Sri Lanka was um, an interesting game because it was raining around, but um, uh, we, had, we had been doing this silly run-out effect with uh, Mike Young, the fielding coach, and uh, we were doing these twists and turns uh, as the ball goes out from the offside, and he was telling you that instead of going for a backhand flick, do the reverse pivot thing, you know, and we must have practised this for ages, and I said, right, Youngie, mate, I'm never going to use this. I'm never going to use this, <laughs> and here I am in a... And Glenn McRae used to do it and do it between his legs, and he used to take the mickey out of it, you know. But uh, as Glenn did, you know. But uh, here we are, you uh, know. Aravinda's well, potentially Aravinda Silva's last match in the Super Sixes, and uh, he's hit one out on the offside. I've run around in this reverse pivot and hit middle stump and running out by you know two inches, and I'm going, Jesus, there you go, there you go, Youngy, I did it. <laughs> and I bet, I bet Youngy was down on the rope with you the next over. Oh, he was chewing his tobacco down there, sitting all over the cup. He was, uh, he was carried on like a good sort. No, he was. He was he was brilliant. You know, he was around Queensland cricket for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think he's in uh, in Iowa somewhere up in uh, in America there now, you know, hunting turkeys and stuff and and taking it quite easy. But uh, yeah, he was a, a brilliant part of our, our little group. And you can see the, the bench behind the Australian team as well with with Andrew McDonald and and uh, oh, I even seen Andy Flower there at yeah. the end, you know. So they've obviously got some some wonderful people in to help them get it over the line, and um, and they've done it beautifully. Yeah, Daniel Vittori as well. Hey, the, in the final, of course, Ponting was uh, was one of the you know and and made a century, didn't he? Well, yes, uh, Paddy. It was uh, you know went to that uh, to the final in the Wanderers as well, which um, which was uh, you know an amazing sort of scene for everything and. Uh, we had the threat at halfway through. We went off and they actually stopped play at sort of lunchtime for for a storm that went through the ground. And while we were off the ground, after this perfect batting innings, we made 359 in the World Cup final, and we thought, oh, though there was rumours that we would have to come back the next day um, and uh, and restart the match again. Um, and we thought, oh, no, this couldn't end. Thank God it was like a Brisbane storm. It went through. It only took about half an hour, 40 minutes, and um, and we were pretty much back out there. So we didn't lose any time. But, uh, yeah, it was an amazing innings for us. I think I think we went through that tournament. We sort of scrapped through a little bit, you know, with Simo, um, you know, coming of age in that tournament as well. And, Warney getting and rubbed out. Way through. That's right. Warney, Warney getting get... rubbed out, yeah. He got rubbed out uh, early with his mum giving him a little diet through tablets. So that's, uh, you know, and... Um, it was just um, we didn't sort of had played that well, but um, the batting innings in the final, yeah, I think that's the best batting inning, batting performance we'd as a team we'd ever put together. And it, uh, like I said, it just came together all, all pretty special in that last game. Yeah, look at just the way you speak about it so fondly. This is going to happen for decades with this team as well. You know, it was our sixth World Cup. We appreciate you taking the time this morning, mate. Uh, really do, just to reminisce about another great time in Australian sport, that 2003 World Cup. Thanks, Andy. Good on and you, Vic. I've only just, boys, I've only just got a message from uh, an inside in, Intel back in the India. They're still having a cool one, so which is great. <laughs> yeah, <beautiful. laughs> and we know that'll be the right Intel as well. Thanks, Andy. <laughs>